Snow, it could be. Well, Amina, I was talking with some friends of ours that are usually down, snowbirds that are usually down by this time, but the, uh, the husband has to have some surgery, and, and so they've been, the last 14 years, they've been down here by now. And so yesterday, she told me, she said, yeah, I had to go buy me a new pair of snow boots because we're still up here in Canada. I said, well, I'm glad I'm here. Aren't you? Especially, it's snowing already in Canada. Don't complain about the heat. No. But we're glad that you're here today. I said that because in life, you know, in life we all face challenges. And challenges come in all different shapes and sizes and all different ways. Sometimes the challenge might seem small. Sometimes the challenge might seem like it's just overwhelming. Do you know that churches face challenges? You think, ah, oh, no, churches don't face challenges. <laughs> churches face challenges. As we think of challenges, what about us as individuals? Well, you know, sometimes as a church, as individuals, as a congregation, we've got to meet challenges. And we need to be reminded of some things as we meet these challenges. And that is that the devil wants to hinder the work of God. And we should never forget that. That the devil himself wants to hinder the work of God. And he especially loves to do that within the church and within its members. And today, as we think about that, my message is not expository, but, but it's more topical, thinking about the challenges we face as a congregation and or as an individual, because every one of us in this room face some type of challenge in life. And what are we going to do with that challenge? Even the Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18, he, he shared, he said, so we want to come to you. Even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hinders us. Even Paul, the apostle, one who had a great ministry for the Lord, was hindered at times by Satan himself. I think that applies to us sometimes. I think that applies to churches today. Satan is going to do what he can to hinder us in moving forward for the Lord. You know, it's always been evident, and we need to remember this, and we don't preach about it as much anymore, but Satan is a deceiver. Satan is a deceiver, and we forget that. We forget that he does that, and we need to be reminded. I was reminded of this when I read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, look at this. It says, but I fear that. As the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your minds may be seduced from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. You see, even in 2 Corinthians, it's stating that for us to be careful because it, even in Eve's situation, there she had seen God. She had seen the creation. She had seen all of this. But the serpent deceived her. And our minds today can be seduced if we're not careful. And so this verse is reminding us that we can be seduced from the sincere and pure devotion to Jesus Christ. We need to take up 
That admonition in the sense is that we need to hold fast to what God has given us. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 11 it says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one would take your crown. Guys, let's hold fast to the salvation that has been granted to us. Let's hold fast unto God's mercy, to God's grace. Let's hold fast on what Christ has done. We have seen again and again and again in our society today, if things don't go the way we want, let's have a recount. We need to see that we need to hold on to what God says. We need to hold on. In our world today, that's what we're doing. If it doesn't come out the way we want, we want to change things. There are so some things that we need to hold on to. We need to hold on to God. We should never, never, never let him go. We need to hold on to his son, Jesus Christ. We need to hold on to the Holy Spirit. But in our world today, we'll give up anything. And we think Eve was bad because she was tempted. But look at us today. What have we given up? We've given up prayer. We have given up so many different things. We, we need to realize today that we need to hold fast on those things that God has shown us. We need to challenge the devil. We need to challenge him. We need to, to know the effects to stand fast. People, people just get upset when we stand fast in the Lord. They'll call us fanatics. They'll call us different things. But that's what we need to do today. We need to face challenges as a congregation and as individuals. But we need to remember what our work is. Our work as saints is to minister to each other. You know, sometimes I think of a spiritual ladder, and on that spiritual ladder, every one of us is on a different rung. Some of us might be on the same rung. Some of us might be higher. Some must be lower. And you think of that spiritual ladder. You say, well, that's what, this, this, this rung we're on getting kind of crowded. Someone needs to move up or move down or something. But, you know, spiritually, what should we be doing? What about if we are on that spiritual rung of saying, hey, brother, let me help you. Let me help you so you can get here. And then someone above us says, hey, let me help you get up here. Working together, we are to provide spiritual growth for each member in the church. We are to equip the saints in ministry. We are to build up the body of Christ. We are to be the body that continues to grow. You know, Sunday school is a wonderful thing in all of our churches. We have teachers who faithfully each week prepare lessons. And you know what? That is a wonderful time to grow spiritually. It's not your only time, but it's a wonderful time. And it's a shame how many, many people overlook that or think that that's not important. But Sunday school is important because it's a time to grow spiritually. And if you're not doing that, you need to find other times to grow spiritually. We need to provide there for one another. We need to help one another. We need to be there for one another. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, it says, Let us watch out for one another. 
to provoke love in good works, not neglect to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. Let us watch out for one another. When church lets out this morning and kids go out that door, and if we see a kid getting close, too close to that road, we don't just go, well, somebody should do something about that. I've seen you act. You say, oh, come here, come here, come here. So you don't want that child to get hurt. But we need to watch out for each other spiritually and be there. We need to be doing for each other and to help each other grow. We need to also be like the church in Thessalonica, that in every place they put their faith in God and they put it out there that people could see it. Not to boast, but to see that what they believe in. I'm glad that in our church our buildings are filled with people and things going on in the life of the church. You come here during the week and sometimes you can't find a place to park. You come along here and there's cars parked everywhere. And I've had people stop me and say, what are y'all doing over there? But you know, we could get comfortable with that. We could say, well, our parking lot is full. There's things going on all the time. You know, we can just get comfortable with that. And we need to say, God, what's next? God, what do you want us to do next? God, how can we continue to spread the gospel? What is something else that you would want us to do? We need to provide for Christ through evangelism. We need to provide for those that are in need and help them and, and to minister to them and, 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 to, and to give them those things that would help them. But, you know, challenges, challenges in the church is to, to be part of the ministry, but also to grow. Another part of ministry or another challenge within the church, and sometimes even in our lives, this applies. It's a word we don't talk about we don't like talking about it but it's pettiness i have seen you have seen what pettiness can do in an individual's life in a church's life even paul he was concerned for the church at philippi he 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 wrote them and he said look don't lose sight of the primary purpose He even said this. He said, you are ripe. This is what he told the church of Philippi. You are ripe to be torn apart. Now, you know, that's... And you know why? And he listed. Paul wasn't, you know, bashful. He said, you are ripe to be torn apart because of your selfishness, because of your gossip, and your factionism. Wow. And you look at us today. We need to see how we need to be careful because if we're not careful, pettiness can creep in to churches. It can creep into our individual lives. We need to keep a proper sense of proportion. What are we majoring on? Do we major on the minors? What is our problem? I have people said, Preacher, What about First Baptist Church? Does it have problems? And I said, absolutely. I said, we are not a perfect church. If you're looking for a perfect church, we're not the one. And I say that in all sincerity. We are not perfect. But I don't know a church that is. I said, we do have ups and downs. I believe churches do. We try to, we try to even them out sometimes. But you know, in life, because... Why? We are imperfect people, right? 
We are imperfect people, so we need to remember, even when, again, what Paul was sharing. He said, what a sad thing it would be to have a congregation hindered by pettiness, yet so many congregations do allow it to keep from them growing. It's just kind of like they get, they'd rather do that than, than grow. We need to see that we need not get t- tied up in that, but to, to, to look at the... Isn't it amazing when a newborn is brought into this earth? What about when someone says, Dear Jesus, come into my life and save me? That's special too, isn't it? Guys, that's what we need to focus on. When a person receives Jesus Christ for the very first time, that's what it's about. But we also need to be careful of another challenge. In our world today, if we're not careful... We forget to show gratitude. And we need to maintain a a gratitude for our blessings. Have you been blessed? I know that's a hard question at times. But, you know, if we stop and think about that as individuals, we, we have been blessed physically. We have physical blessings, family, friends, homes, health, our freedom, our job. We have many spiritual blessings, salvation in Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sin, peace of mind, the love of God, the strength of the Holy Spirit, the hope of heaven. But, you know, as a congregation, have we been blessed? Free from turmoil, free to worship. Filled with love and unity. Blessed with good facilities. Great potential for both individual and congregational growth. As we look here at First Baptist Church, we need to say, Lord, thank you for the many, many, many blessings. But you know, even for you today, and I know maybe you say, Preacher, I don't have everything going my way. I understand that. And we don't always have everything going our way. But, you know, it's also, how do we look at that? In the world's eyes, things are not going your way. But what about God's eyes? That's totally different, isn't it? Because what do we sing about today? We, yes, we sang, you know, the, those, you know, those, I don't want to say, we didn't sing military hymns. I, didn't, I don't mean that. Uh, <laughs> but even in those songs, what did it tell you about God? He's there. He's part of the battle. He's in the battle. He will bring us the victory. Right? We, 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 we sing about that today. As, a, as individuals, we need to see that even when it seems like things are not going our way, you have a God that is all-powerful, all-knowing, that is standing there. His Son, Jesus Christ, is there with you. And we need to see the importance of giving thanks to the Father. To abound with thanksgiving for what he has done. And as the peace of God rules in our heart, we need to be thankful. We need to give thanks to God. We need to be vigilant. I don't think I say that word right. Vigilant. There we go. 
We need to be, I don't know if I can say it twice, uh, in prayer <laughs> and thanksgiving. As individuals and as a congregation, let us never become, let us never become unthankful. Let us never become that. Because, you know, when we become unthankful, that is a step to, towards depravity. Depravity. In Romans 12, I'm sorry, Romans 1, 21, For though they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. You see, in, in our lives today, we're going to face challenges. But when we come upon those challenges, God is saying, I am here. Don't let Satan overcome you. Oh, Satan. He doesn't give up, does he? He keeps on. But we need to proclaim the name of Christ. When Satan is in our face, say, Satan, my Lord is alive. My Lord is alive, Satan. And as long as he is alive, you don't have a chance. Satan just keeps on, doesn't he? But we need to remember what our work is. And our work is to help other believers in Jesus Christ and to grow. We also need to live above pettiness. Pettiness is going to take you in one direction. And that is straight down. And then we need to maintain a gratitude for our blessings. As Americans, we have been blessed beyond means. We have been blessed and we need to share it. Our attitude should be one of, Lord, thank you. We need to give glory to Christ. We need to give glory to God. We need to give glory in all that we do. And we need to say, Lord, thank you for being my Savior. When those times come and those challenges come, and they will, realize that our Lord is always there. Let's pray. It's Christian Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you would lead us. And, Lord, that you would guide us in all things. Lord, I ask that you would help us today. That, Lord, we would see how your word is there to provide what we need. Lord, we ask this in your son's name. Amen.